I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots. 
What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. This is episode 29, uh, and I can tell by where this is at on the chart and that it's on the chart that I've got comics listening to the show, and I love that. So if you haven't heard this, I hope you find it helpful. If you have heard it, enjoy it again. Um, It's a good conversation to listen to if you're not a comedian, but definitely I am positive comics who listen. We're like, oh, uh, how to get uh, in at a club? And, you know, just keep getting up, keep writing as well, you know, don't. We're looking for the cheat codes, but it's good to check out the resources. Anyways, this is with the owner of Laughs Unlimited, a really cool club in Old Town, Sacramento. Uh, One of the first to headline me for a weekend, and I'll always be grateful for that, and that is not why I'm about to say this. I am just going to say it because it's a fact. I fucking love her. It's Jenny. She runs the whole space. She owns it. She kept it together. She brought it back she managed to figure out a solution to keep it afloat in that weird can't really do full show covid time but where people were trying to come back to things she did like oh sorry it's a really interesting episode it's just late at night again here i am recording these in the middle of the night um she got it was like a silent disco but for comedy very weird as a performer really cool for the audience to have somewhere to go and do that uh and i just love her she it's a fun club the audiences are a little bit rowdy usually, but that's my style. Uh, and that may not be a reflection of the club. That may be a reflection of my audience. So, yeah, this is a cool one. She's fucking hilarious. And she's just great all around. One of my favorite clubs. I hope to always work there forever and ever. And that's all. So enjoy episode 29 of the Top 40 Countdown, Running the Light and the Rest of the Club with Ginny from Laughs Unlimited. Okay, you guys, I'm here with Ginny Canfield, booker, manager, one-woman band at the Laughs Unlimited, at the Laughs Unlimited, the oh God. Laughs Unlimited, Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm here this weekend co-headlining with Jack Esadorian Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just going to talk about, I want to ask you about running a club. I mean, you... You might not get the questions, the answers that you want. Yeah. By the end of the podcast, you're just like, you're fired. <laughs> you're never working in my club. <laughs> By the end of the podcast, you just throw your hands in the air and you'd be like, I don't want to do it anymore. I can't work here. I can't live like this. Mm-hmm. Um, how long have you been in charge over there? Nine years. Nine two years. Months, three days, seven hours. No. <laughs> like nine every years. minute just ticks away. August 1st was nine years. Oh, your club birthday is my birthday. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. How was it? What was the like, condition of the club when you got it? Was it like just doing good and you picked up where they left off? Um, I don't really know. I wasn't was, in comedy. It then. was doing. It was doing. It was doing good. It was uh, sustainable-ish. It was yeah. a recession. Okay. Oh yeah. I bought a business in a recession, which is bold. What you're supposed to do, like buy low, sell oh, yeah. high, right? That's true. But that's easier said than done. A lot of times, because uh, you're like, I'm also low. <laughs> <laughs> Steve had been, uh, Steve had been trying to sell it, and oh, wow. uh, little known fact, I was the bookkeeper. <gasps> oh, 
you were already in. I was already People in. People didn't know that. Yeah. You were behind the scenes. Uh-huh. No, but yeah. There was only a few comics that knew me. Oh, and so you knew all the finances, too. So, like, exactly. you had, like, all the information you need to, like, negotiate. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. perfect. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. And so, so, um, I had seen how he ran things. Yeah. So there was, def- I mean, I never had dreams of owning a comedy club or a restaurant or a bar of any type. I was Interesting. A, I was a bookkeeper. I didn't Is numbers. that what you were going to do? You're like, I'm just going to. Yeah. I did taxes. I was a tax preparer, certified oh tax God, preparer and a what? bookkeeper. Teach me how to get all my money back. <laughs> Pay your taxes. Yeah. Okay. Womp, <laughs> See, womp. I told you you weren't going to get the answer. Can you pay you me want. in cash? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think comics do have a, a leg up on that already. Oh yeah, I with mean, how much you get paid in cash? W- yeah, with the not amount of at last unlimited. No, but it's like, oh, the cash because I want to deduct it. I want to write it off. Oh, for sure. It's like I get from the opposite end why you'd be like, no, I'm writing you a check. I'm claiming every penny. (laughs) And then from my end, I'm like, yeah, no, if you paid me in cash, did you even really pay me? I don't know. They did. If the IRS is listening, I've claimed everything. I I get almost no cash. Right. Um, Yeah. Okay. So you were. So I was the bookkeeper. And then, uh, but I saw some things that, that he did that I. You're like, I, this could be better. I don't think that any business owner should do. Oh, no. Um, uh, and then your taxes. <laughs> right. Right. So when I took it over um, as a comedy club, it was, you know, definitely a running functioning. It had been around. I mean, Laps has been around since 1980. Yeah. Okay. I bought it in 2009. So it was had a 29 year history already yeah. established. Wow. And then. There was just the financial aspects and the behind the scenes that definitely needed some work. Yeah. Oof. I mean, there was, you know, comics that's were hard. getting checks bounced. Employees were getting checks. Oh, it, was, it was bad. So that was a, there was a bit of a, a thing that I had to a stigma that I had to overcome. Yeah, because people are like, fuck that club. Right. Right. There, there were. I actually had to um, to deal with that. Oh yeah, like Even, the repercussions of people still not having been right. There's there's still a comic that I shall not name because I respect him. I'm a better person. <laughs> no, I totally respect him, and I completely understand the reasons. But he got won't fucked. won't work at laughs, or I mean, he says can't, but won't work at laughs because he got fucked. Yeah, and he's like he thinks that Steve's still involved. Oh, he thinks and it's, it's like, like a low key. Though. Yeah, right. He like he's a like he got scenes, fucked like so bad that Steve's like let me make you the face. Right. Right. And it's it's totally not true. It's, but, it's all me. But but I'm not like, going to also get why I'm not going to be mad at you. It's I get it's it. your money. He fucked you over. I fixed it. Yeah. But that's because it should be fixed. Yeah. You're like, I'm not going to run a seedy business where comedians are like not making their money and my employees especially. Right. Oh, yeah. They had to. They used to call the employees used to call me to see when they could cash their checks. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So the employees knew me. Yeah. <laughs> the comics, not as much. You're like, we're going to fix this. Yeah. So then I, so I, I, from the behind the scenes, there was also some things like as far as booking. Yeah. I mean, headliners used to come through three, four times a year. Oh, so it was just like the same. They, they had a smaller rotation. had like three hosts. Wow. Which was good for them. 
because yeah. they got a ton of quality stage time. But also the they, audience is like faster yeah. because of it. Um, but yeah, on the other hand, if you there's like repeat business wise, like you're seeing the same comic do their do same, the same fifteen. Especially a lot of hosting material is mm-hmm. sort of you have your little tricks and like the I have the stuff when I host clubs where I'm like my a lot of my normal material is not like you have to be kind of like clean and more of a cheerleader and like let's just be fun and who's got a birthday even right. less, but yeah so that just would get really old quickly for repeat customers yeah so and he had booked out about six months after i took over do so you just go I, like i just have to let this happen yeah so i and and i saw who was coming through and kind of i've always been hands-on i've always been there so kind of took note of who who i liked who yeah. got reaction he also wasn't there a lot he had young kids i so, mean they were probably the age that my daughter is now oh and wow so he kind of stepped back more and had managers running it in a GM and stuff. Oh, and wow. Probably why he's repeating people because he's like, these are the people I've seen. Right. I don't know. That must have been hard for, I mean, hard for a variety of reasons, but then these comics who are used to like three and four weeks of this club and you're right. like, mm, that's not going to keep happening. And it didn't, and it didn't happen quickly. Yeah. It happened over time. Like you're working, now you're working only twice twice a year yeah. and now you're really only working once a year and now the rotation is like 16 to 17 months yeah because i think i have 72 working headliners that's great though that like oh i'm so honored <laughs> to be like in the mix well because some clubs repeat over and over and then there's that like some clubs i've noticed have like they, there's one guy who like fills his calendar. He sits down once a year and fills the entire year. Um, I could do that. Yeah. Which is fine. But I think that he has like, I, he has like, these are the comics I book every year. Right. So right. then it's even like, how do I get in? Yeah. And that's how, that's how he used to do it. He just didn't have as many comics. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Was it, I guess he, maybe he wasn't even like trying to Mm-mm. take a look at anything. Mm-mm. How did you discover new comedians to bring in um well at the beginning through open mic okay because it was like working them up through the system well there was word that there was a new owner so even the headliners even the bigger local comics that didn't work at laughs yet there used to be a stigma because you know we had two comedy clubs in town there was a that i that rivalry there was this thing where if you worked one you couldn't work the other (sighs) and i was like well that's not my thing you're like i want you to work ever get better you don't tell me where to work i won't tell you where to work or you don't tell me who to book i won't tell you to where to work i get like yeah if you're a headliner don't don't work back-to-back weekends yeah because it's like you're the audience you're drawing is gonna like diminish but let's not be ridiculous but i also i don't book comics with an extra expectation that they're gonna draw you you book based on just who you think is funny right so over (laughs) so over over the last nine years laughs has its own following yeah you're like that's on us anyway pretty much every saturday night amazing and not to minimize the comedy or the comics themselves yeah but it has nothing to do with the individual comics necessarily well you know what that's great though because it, it gives you the flexibility to if you like someone who's like coming up, but maybe doesn't have as big of a draw. Right. Cause there's a lot of club owners that, or they'll book people cause just because they think they're going to draw. And that is also a way to get real upset. I think that like, cause if there's like people will think a credit makes a difference. I went to a show 
I, I won't I, I won't say the name but I went to a show oh man and uh, it was it was out of town it was a it, it was out of state actually yeah and just happened to have a friend performing there and went and uh, he was he was hosting just yeah had like been I'll in town in, and sure. got some, yeah. And so I'm. I went to the show. Just you know, hey, we're gonna kick it, go to the show, hang out afterwards, whatever. And the headliner had some credit, was on some show. Yeah, just the worst. Oh, what awful! <gasps> That's terrible. It was. I was. I. I've never wanted to boo so much in my life I was like I want to heckle and I know this is a bad no that's not appropriate this is not appropriate but if I had something I wanted I would throw it this it was really it was really really bad so it's one of those things where like they had just enough heat that people were like let's try to headline them I was like did you even watch a tape because I can't imagine this being five minutes no it was really like i've seen i've seen comics you know where they do really well for x number of minutes and then you can tell that they're They're kind of losing steam like though that was all their material it wasn't even that there was no steam just what the holy hell are you doing did they have an audience uh, not. I don't think it was what they expected. It should like have they been. thought. They're like, oh, they were on this huge thing, right? We'll pack out, right? Oh, if you remind me, I'll tell you. I'll try to remember because I'm so <laughs> curious. Well, it's also like they're for I guess like comedian like comedians. I guess that is like a that was a chair, you guys. My bad. I don't even know if they could hear it. I half the time I'm like, there's children screaming outside, and then I listen back when I'm editing, and I'm like, I didn't need to say that. There's you can't hear a thing. I sound like a crazy. You person. just didn't want people to think you farted. Yeah, it's, fine. it's very true because <laughs> I want you to know when I fart. I will claim all of them. Oh, my daughter I, announces it. I'm farting now. <laughs> she just goes, I farted. I'm like, okay. Like, all right. Well, at least I know that Good it's not a know. gas leak. Right. <laughs> it's at least not in the house. Right. I, uh, oh, I think about that when, cause there'll be people who get, you know, some little credit on like a show that's very popular and all of a sudden like they're trying to headline them. Yeah. And I've even had friends go like, oh yeah, they started headlining me and I wasn't ready. And, but as the comedian, it's like. Well, if someone is t- tells you we're going to do this, do you just say, no, I'm not ready? Or do you go like, yes, well, I might. I, I think so. Yes. But I get that someone could go like, there was, do I there grab was the comic, bull by the horns? There was a comic that I offered a headlining weekend to and he declined it. He I respect like, he the said, fuck out And of I it. respect that. I was like, I will. The thing is, is I'll think of you again in a year or in six months or yeah. however long. And I think that's what he, he said. Give me a year. Okay, cool. Good. Featured him in the meantime. And then, you know, in the year, and now he's a headliner. Uh, but if you come in and you do the headlining job and you don't do you well, don't do well. <laughs> you don't, there's, there's not really a thing where you get demoted. Yeah, you're just gone. You don't, you, you just. Poof. Yeah, you're like, I'm just not going to book you again. You get ghosted, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, no, because it's like, it's not, I, I'm not going to have the conversation with you. Yeah. Unless I have had a comic come and was like, I'll, uh, it was a feature host feature situation. Okay. Had him feature and 
didn't do well. And when he came, he tried to get back in. He was like, all right, I'll come back. I'll come back as a host. Yeah. He's like, let's. So if you say, you know, I'll come back as a host. Let's try that again. But then he came as a host and had a terrible attitude. So I was like, all right, well, you just don't work here. It's fine. Mm, and you're like, so Not much for hu- for humility, buddy. Right? It sounded good. Yeah. No, I mean, that's always been a huge fear of mine is that I don't ever want to do anything before I'm ready. And like, but I, I guess I get the mindset of, I mean, there are. They're offering me a headlining, so right. Maybe, maybe I'm supposed to do it. Are you just supposed to like jump in? And and I'm so afraid of like I don't. Let me just. Well, I get the. I mean, you you wouldn't want it to be a missed opportunity. That's the thing. And is I it totally like, get I get, that. I guess I could see some people being like, if I don't do it now, it's never gonna. But I I think maybe that's. My career is a very, very slow climb to wherever I'm going. I don't know what the top is for me, but like, I've always been fine with that. But like, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's always, I guess, made me okay with not worrying about like, I have friends that'll get so devastated over, I can't believe that person got this TV show or got this late night set and I haven't done it. And I'm like, I don't care, man. I'm like, I am definitely capable of doing a late night set i am so still so afraid of like doing a late night set and it bombing and being like that's if people look me up that's what they're gonna find right and they're gonna be like this is bad right <laughs> i'm like not until i have the late night set that i'm like this is the one i want on well TV. And that's the era we're in now is you know memorex doesn't go away people no. that probably don't know what memorex is but what is memorex i was like, like no a, what is it it's like a tape it's that's what they yeah it's just out there it was a brand of tape it's like forever. Yeah. Well, the internet is forever. Yeah. So forever. Right. So you have that big famous late night set. You're yeah. And it's like if people and if people like in theory see you on the calendar at a comedy club, they're like, oh, who's that? Let me look them up. And they see you're terrible. Like mm-hmm. it also like I have to realize it could work the other way where they're like, right. I don't know if I'm going to go. Wow. What a funny set. I'll go. Right. But right. it's like, Yeah. I am of the mentality of like, wait till you are sure you're ready. But Mm -hmm. it's so funny how many comedians, (laughs) boy, do they think they're ready two months in and they're like, I, well, I could do that. Um, wow. So you have, I think it means something host wise at, at laughs, especially when they do get booked. Yeah. Because they respect the fact that they had to work for it. And it's not, you know, this person over here got it in one week because of whatever. They look around and go, oh, everyone, everybody that is at this level put in that put in work. work. So it is this like it's not a willy nilly. It's sure it's up to Jenny and we don't know what the criteria is, except she says be funny. Yeah. You're not waving a magic wand. Really, it's like, be funny, be consistent. Yeah. Be professional. Yes. And be respectful. And not always, be funny is always first. Be funny is always first. Consistent, I would say, is always second. But respectful, professional, it's it's all the same thing. Just don't be a dick. Yeah. Is there like a line with that, by the way? with Have you ever seen that? It's a meme or something like the hot girl, hot crazy girl scale, where it's like oh. the hotter you are, the <laughs> right. more okay it is for you to be crazy or something. Yeah. Is that, is that a thing with comedians that like... They can be a little bit more of a dick if they like crush or no. Well, I did already tell you that I've 86 to comic <laughs> twice. So no. And he still works at laughs. Well, so. you didn't say that on the air. I wanted everyone else to it's like. It's on the air now. So for you, like 
Is there a level of what am I trying to ask? Well, because I think that's so important because I think there's there are people I've like had bookers who've brought brought me in and I'm working at clubs and they've told me of people that are are funny and draw and they're like they were so rude mm-hmm. to my staff oh that I, I will have never have them back I want them back I have I have comics that I've booked that are funny yeah and I, I don't worry about the draw anyway but um yeah. but I had a problem with for whatever reason disrespect yeah. or whatever and I don't care how funny you are you That's, can't you can't shit in my house yes it's like fucking be nice nobody is funny enough to be an asshole right Right. Uh, and and, and <laughs> well, since we're talking, we're going to be talking about sexism and feminism. Yeah, and let's all get that. in. So one of the comics that doesn't work for me is a woman. Not. Oh, <laughs> it's a man. OK. But the story goes. Oh, God. He's booked for the weekend. Yeah. And uh, the week of sends me an email just checking in whatever or I sent him an email, whatever. There's an yeah, email yeah. chain. And he said something about we're looking forward to coming up. And I went, what? Like, we. We. So I sent back. I'm like, who's we? Because I had a feature in feature a host, host book. Have no idea who we is. Like, you and a mouse in your pocket, I'm hoping. You're like. And he's like, oh, I'm bringing up so-and-so to feature. Without asking. A week before, without asking. And I without, said. Whoa. I said, no. No, you're not. That's not a thing. No. no. And then he goes, well, I really want them to feature. Go, like, well, he's really not going to though. Yeah, you he can do a guest set. I yeah. don't know where he's. I mean, he's staying with you. It's like how also like how little how long have you headlined that you don't know that like you don't just out right. of nowhere and that I mean there's a flyer out like we do flyers. I mean how yeah, did like, I send in you a so flyer? many like and early right right yes. it's on the website yeah like you know that there is another feature and in fact he did know there's another feature because his next message was well the feature is just a local just a local you're like right. yeah i give opportunities to locals who work my club and like, that's by why the I way them. the locals who i have a great relationship with can save my ass sometimes yeah which is why they aren't any lesser of a comic or person that than you idea are. of like oh the local comics right. is like fuck off they're working just as hard as you are just because they haven't moved to la or new york or whatever right and they and they still they're on the road they're yeah it's also like they go out and do stuff they just come and home. i'm not gonna shit on them just because you have this person you want to bring so i was like okay it's not going to happen. I'm not canceling them yeah. for this rent. If you wanted me to book a feature with you, you should have asked when I booked you. Yeah. I would have looked at a video because yeah. I'm not blindly booking people. And there's a process for it. So he can come and do a guest set. Next time, I remind me, I'll take a look at him if he doesn't do the guest set. So, And he sent back and he goes, so you're picking your feature over the headliner. Like... What do said, you think that you are? Like, I'm like picking, I don't have to book you. <laughs> I'm picking my lineup. Yeah. I'm picking my lineup. I picked the headliner point. and I picked the feature. I don't I'd like if he was having the same issue, I would still be like, he's like, oh, I'm bringing this MC. It's still I'm picking my lineup. I have the same contract with that person as I do with you. Yeah. Like they're relying on their money the same you're relying on yours. You know, the money that I'm giving you because <laughs> I booked you. Right. Because I am the boss here. You're like, OK, fine. Go work somewhere else next week. And so <laughs> and I said, if I need to have another headliner come in, let me know. 
Good for you. And he didn't like that. And so, uh, JC, who is the bartender at Laps, yeah. also sometimes manager, also A wonderful person, baby daddy. Yeah, he is my daughter's father, mm, baby daddy. Um, this particular comic called him. <laughs> Because now I'm not answering. Like the conversation's over. We aren't going back and forth. Yeah, you're like, if you're not coming, let me know. That's right. That's it. If you're not going to be here, that's all I need to know. Yeah. Otherwise, see ya. Yeah. Show up and do your time. So I'm not answering him now because there's nothing else to talk about. Uh, It's so annoying. He calls JC. And some bullshit. So I'm like, whatever. Okay. Well, I don't know what this. So now JC calls me, which is not unusual. We talk every day. Yeah. And he goes, hey. You need to call so-and-so. No, I don't. And I said, the fuck I do. Oh, can I cuss on your podcast? Oh, yeah. Right? No. Yeah, good, go I in. I cuss all the time. I, I call the listeners idiots. Ah, so. Perfect. I like it's, it. Is that why you only have three? No, it's just out of love. No, I, hey, I have four. <laughs> I have four I dedicated said, listeners. I said, uh, the fuck I will. Yeah. And so then I told him what was happening and why. And he went, oh, he didn't tell me that. He just said you weren't answering his calls. I said. That's almost like, that's so funny. For good that- reason. So now. Oh, but now I'm pissed before you're trying to go around me. I was just annoyed, but now I'm pissed because you just called the bartender yeah. because he has a relationship with me. And that, that phone call to me was basically hey, bro, get your bitch. Yeah. <gasps> I didn't even. Yeah. Cause it's who. Yeah. Fuck off. Right. Bye. Right. Uh, he did show up for the weekend. He did work the weekend, but okay. I've never booked him again. No. And he's hilarious. But good for you, though, for like drawing a line that like, get your bitch. It's also just for people to think that they're so funny that there's not enough other options. Mm-hmm. that it's like, I love to like thinking that like I write, I mean, I write original material. I do my best. I think I do a good job. It's like at no point am I like, I'm irreplaceable. <laughs> <laughs> like there are so many comics just waiting in the wings at every club. Like, did they die? There's like when there are comics who die and people start looking at their dates and calling those clubs, <laughs> like trying to fill in the holes. Like people are ruthless. That's, that's like good to hear though, because it's, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it's all in my head, but there's these moments of seeing like people who seem mean getting things. And I'm like, <laughs> Life is unfair, but I like that. I also love that because you have a built-in audience, you just get to go. Yeah. It's a nice feeling of like that pressure is, because yeah. even when we're off, I was like, how are the numbers? And I was like, oh God, they're going to hate me if we don't, if it's not, it's my fault personally, if it's not packed out, which depending on the club, some clubs and a lot, a lot of those clubs that like seem to have just eventually fall apart too. It's like that you haven't even booked a consistent enough roster to keep, right. Keep regulars coming back. Right. It's like, cause there's clubs I've done. I think I've done like one club uh-huh. that I headlined that was a very poor turnout. But then I talked to comedians who should definitely draw. Like I draw in places yeah. and I get surprised. Yeah. Like I'll get little bonuses or whatever. If depending on the deal that I have and I have to pretend when the club owner's like, you know, not to be rude, but I wasn't sure what the turnout would be like. And this is really great. And I'm like, thanks. And in my mind, I'm like, I don't know why they came either. There was like two clubs this past year that were like, this is the best weekend we've had in months. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'm just uh, doing my best. And I'm like, I don't know where they came from. How did they find me? What's going on? But like, then when I hear other clubs were like, 
comedians who should draw. They're like, yeah, no, there were like eight people in the audience. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I blame the club. <laughs> oh, it wasn't just me. Uh, it's, I mean, what a balance. Yeah. But you also like run shit. Mm-hmm. Like there's clubs where that, that I work with where I've never even seen the booker. Like they're just this person who exists via email. Mm-hmm. But you're like in there, mm-hmm. like manning the door, fucking running the booth. Bartended last night. So shit. Until my bartender got there. Oh my God. I do I do the bookkeeping. I do the payroll. Oh my God. Taxes. It's like if literally a one woman show over mm-hmm. there. That's amazing. So how... Mm. So like, okay, so the idea, let's go back to sort of that comic story, I guess, like wanting to bring in a feature. If you book a headliner and they, from the beginning go, can I bring a feature? You're willing to like, let me see their tape. Let me. Depends on the headliner. Yeah. So it's more like if you have like a longer relationship. Yeah. I don't suggest it as a new headliner. Yeah, of course. You're already the unknown. Yeah. And now you're asking me to risk two unknowns yeah on a possibly five minute clip i mean i don't know what you know what i booked you off of in the first place yeah not you specifically but but like in general right so did i see you do an hour or am i taking a chance on you and now you're basically asking me to take a chance on somebody else yeah which is right and i don't and i don't softball my headliners no you don't get an easy feature because it's your first weekend in fact i had a local headliner that i had headlined for the first time and i put a really good like comic in front of him that i knew i'm gonna have to headline next time yeah and i was like sink or swim that's what, go. That, that's what i want i'm like <laughs> give me your best Give me the best person you have. Right. I want to like have to step up to the I'll plate give you the and like, spot, but earn it. Yeah, yeah. like you, I prove that you deserve this. And he did. He knocked it out of the park. Uh, thank and God. it was funny because people looked at the lineup, like looked at the poster, and they were like, "Really? He's he's headlining." People who know like the local shows, and after, they see the feature, and they're after like, that, oh, that's going to be an follow. interesting show. And yeah. he killed it. As yeah, your headliner. You, you that's good it. too, because like there is that. I don't even know if it's a stigma, but like there's it is a stigma, but also the idea. And I don't know how true it is, but that some headliners bring like bring yeah. weak features, so mm-hmm. they look stronger. I've seen it done, and it's like I don't want that. I yeah. want, but also when I think about like if like if I ever get to the level where I just can bring a feature, I also do have the idea of like. I would consider who I want to be around over right. anything else. Oh, like, for sure. and I'm not going to like bring some unfunny, mm-hmm. but like if the funniest person I know that could feature for me is a complete piece of shit, mm-hmm. I'm taking somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also bold. I think to like, as a headliner be like, because in my mind, even if it's not a said, if I go, can this person feature for me? If that person bombs, it burns the bridge for both of us. Right. You know, so like. And there's there's clubs that if you recommend somebody and they are not. They're not going to work you for a while or they're at right. all. Like you're uh, I think it was Harvey's that if oh, you wow. recommend somebody and they don't do well, you don't get booked for a year. Yeah. So you lose your booking that year. Well, and it's like I just sort of have approached any opportunity I've gotten from like someone bringing me as a feature or bringing me in. Like that's how I got into your club was Carlos. And it's mm-hmm. like. Whether or not they say that, I'm like, I need to go and like drop my dick on the table. I don't need to go and like, let me just try to work some stuff out. Right. right. You know, because it's like theoretically. So I just wrote this new one. Let me try it on you guys. Well, because it's like the idea that like 
oh, now I could fuck up this person's money too. In addition to like, I ruined this opportunity for myself. So it's, I'm, I'm less inclined to ask for someone to feature for me. Yeah. Because I am like, well, it's an added responsibility for you. Yeah. Because you have to worry about that person being funny, but also like, what if you bring someone you don't know, like have someone you don't know that well, and they're like a complete piece of shit to everyone, right? like rude to the staff. And you're right. like, Oh my God, what right. have I done? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a risk. Oh, being Fuck. rude to the staff is definitely another way to not get booked again. Yeah. Oh, and I'm sure they all tell you immediately. Oh. They're like, I tell the staff this too, but, um, you know, if there's any relations between staff and comics, Ooh. everybody hears about it. Comics, comics don't stop talking. Well, guess what? Neither do the staff. Oh, wow. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never have sex with a waitress. <laughs> uh, never say never, but I mean, I yeah. don't recommend it. God, I'm trying to think. <laughs> I also don't recommend having sex with a comic. So I mean, listen, we've all made mistakes some of us several times over hey comedians say what you will broken people are great in bed no one fucks better than a sad person (laughs) they're just like trying to fuck the pain out but it doesn't go away after the sex doesn't it doesn't just like and it just then you got regret piled on top yeah and then it's like depending on what happens it's like then you've also become a story who knows a big pain regret comes sandwich oh god (laughs) my favorite meal um oh wow wow okay so were you a big comedy fan before you took over no no i mean i wouldn't say a big comedy fan like i watched i watched def jam when i was yeah a teenager and you know but i wasn't like oh i love comedy no yeah no i mean i obviously knew big names and have there uh sorry go ahead Mm. have there been any like kind of like have there been any big names that you booked you're like coming to my club <laughs> oh my god no no okay that's what no, i was like well, if you're not like geeking out on them no like anyway. when big names come through it's just like for me it's just like that's bigger problems it's now more stressful right worry about some contract and then they're always asking about numbers and like i actually have to pay attention and answer and not just look at you sideways like i look at all the regular comics yeah i always feel like this is so you're silly like, how many do we got tonight it's like I don't even. Is it going to change how you do your show? Right, you're it's like not. So stop asking questions. Yeah, and it's like I've witnessed going on the road with like a couple bigger comics. I see them do that, and then it's like I feel like I'm supposed to ask that. Even it's like I don't even have like a percentage deal. Why does it fucking matter? Right, right. Like, right. But I always just have this. Is like, it going to change how you do comedy? Because the staff does it to me too. The, there's definitely there's a one question rule at my club for the staff. <laughs> like, what are the? I try to give the comics a couple more questions. Can audience you will, be looking at? You will get the dead-eyed look after a minute. <laughs> but when that, even when the staff comes in, they're like, "Are we going to be busy tonight?" I'm like, I don't know. When the people show up, we'll Hopefully. find out, right? Well, you know what? Tonight we're not. If if we if I knew, yeah, I would have. I would call people off, or I would call people yeah, in. If, if there was, was going to be bad. something other than the norm, yeah, like if the, I expect it, right? Then but I, he, you would know. Yeah, but Otherwise, even that's got to be hard. Let's just plan on the night. I mean, are you going to do something differently? Are you going to not serve? Right? Are you gonna Are you gonna carry the tray different? Are you gonna put them <laughs> into the system different? No, it's all the same. So just, yeah, so just show up. Come and do your comedy and we'll yeah. all get along. That's so funny. You be funny. I'll worry about the people. Have there at ever been... Um, I love that. 
Have there ever been nights where like you anticipate a slow night and then call people off and then it's like crazy? Um, what happens more often is I'll anticipate a slow night and I'll call somebody off and then somebody will call in sick. And, and then like, you're like, now I'm fucked. Now I screwed myself. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Do you get, um, are there some comics that like, uh, you'll get like a crazy audience for like some people draw like a specifically rowdy like they're wild yeah um hypnotist shows that's um, so funny that- they just kind of bring out the crazy a little bit because you know it's people are like fix me right it's kind of a thing and you're like ah we-. and then when you know they're either hypnotized or there are people that pretend to be hypnotized just because you know then they're on the stage and they're in the spotlight and they're like dance like a pregnant rhinoceros and they're like this is what i meant to be i was born for this take me on the road with you like i'm just trying to get out of here right like Like, that's like the hypnosis is going to be like you know what i need you at every show you're a plant now come with me (laughs) what a nightmare for it hypnotist yeah so they 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 can they can bring out the crazies and then uh you know cory and chad right yeah yeah they they tend to draw a rowdier crowd just but but that's but that's the show. Yeah, it's like it's just fun, it's just loud. Yeah, so it's not a show where I have to worry about hecklers and whatever. And it's no one's gonna a, punch the staff. Right, right. It's not anything like that. No. No. That's good. Are there oh, so there's this I we talked about it briefly toward the end of uh we recorded a show. We alluded to We this. alluded to it, yes. yes. There is this stigma that I recorded heard. recorded this other show called Behind the Showroom. Yeah, I was like what is the name? Which will someday be released. Years from now, you'll probably years hear from my episode. Now. Let's After see, even the first if we do, twenty, right? Twenty <laughs> in like five months. That's so funny. <laughs> I I sat on the idea of mine for like years before I was like I should try to do. I mean, at least you have things backlogged. Yeah, well, I just it, manically it hit the ground me, running. I was like, man, if I'd been doing this for eight years, can you imagine how much content I would have? Ah, oh, so much. So then I was like, well, I have to start like now. And actually, Corey and Chad were my first episode oh how funny completely botched it the camera died just like well that i got rid of i took my first four episodes down because the sound was so bad oh yeah the sounds are going to be bad on my first 18 too yeah (laughs) it's like oh you just have to listen i'm a club owner and booker not a podcast he does a million things already and i don't even like attention i've just barely got into this because i was forced to and now i'm a little bit more comfortable but like, I just want to run things. I'm just trying to put some content out there because I'm supposed to. Right, exactly. Just like the rest of you. I know. All right, God. so behind the showroom, go oh, look yeah, it up yeah. in five months. Yeah, in five months. Keep, put on a Google alert. Right, put on a Google and alert. And you will get that notification. Like the Laughs Unlimited page on yes, Facebook. Yes, and if you're in Sacramento, you go see shows. The notification. Um. Oh, I love that. Oh, so there's a stigma I've heard for a long yes. time that like female bookers are harder mm-hmm. on women or like less likely to book women how does that make you feel or like what are your thoughts on that um i don't think about that yeah you don't think about what, when you're booking you're not going is this a man is this a woman well i don't think about the thought of that. what other people think i don't <laughs> right, think about right, the fact that other people are worried about I don't. it I, there's my opinion is uh it's not my business what other people think about me which is so. such a great way to live it, it, that's such a it's just good freeing. mantra it's like very, how people feel about you is none of your business. It's none of my business. It's Do a, you? It makes you feel a lot more yeah. less concerned about stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, 
I don't consider man and woman. It it's it. You just go. Is this funnier? always funny to me? Yeah. When especially when comics are recording, mm-hmm. like they'll request. It's like to break up the testosterone, or oh, that like sometimes people want like a female feature, a female specifically. And it I'd makes rather me follow laugh. a feature, I mean, make me work harder if there's a funny female, because I'm gonna be like, make sure I don't talk about what she talked. But like, right, and it, it kind of makes me laugh. I mean, I guess I get it, but. As so like you're a pussy. I would never book that way. No. Be like, you There's know. too much testosterone. There's too much estrogen. There's too much estrogen on the show. But is it funny? Yeah, it is funny. Now, I do have to say yes. that I judged a female, all-female comedy competition. Interesting. <laughs> it was it was painful. Really? Yeah. Was it painful? And I don't and I don't know what what it is or why that it seems and it's not a generalization, it's just from that competition. Yeah, you're like this small this small pool of this this pool of I don't know, eighteen or however yeah. many there were, that it was just it's the same rhetoric over and over. Like that's the thing. We're all you're all okay. We get it. Either men suck, yeah. or they're really great, or you know your relationships are bad, or yeah. you know you nobody talks pussy. about good relationships, right? <laughs> or or sex is this, but it's like, I mean, are women are women limited in their thinking to just that, or is it as a society we only allow? We are told these to, are the things to think about. Right, right. And well, who fixes that? Because yeah. obviously there are comedians that don't just talk about that. I mean, yeah. you and Haley are great examples. I fucking love Haley. Right, Haley Boyle. Haley Boyle. Shout out. If you guys don't know her, check her out. I need to get her on here. Yeah. Like, oh, she'd love she's, it. might be the funniest person alive. Yeah. Right. Like. She's hilarious. She's so funny. And, and, but, you know, but it's, it's, you can still talk about those same things, but it's like, where's your spin? What's your perspective? Why is this unique? You can't just stand on stage and talk about men ain't shit. Well, yeah. Well, and it's also like, fine if you think men are, aren't shit, men ain't shit, but like, have a punchline about about it too. Exactly. There is that, like, I do feel like sometimes, and it's not just, this is just one pocket of, you know, if you're going to look at this group under a magnifying glass doing it, but like, it happens with just different sort of, I think what the popular social mindset is, is like, are you writing to like be funny or are you writing to like pander to the audience of other comedians so they agree with you of this like, oh, and if you're writing to comics, you're not gonna make it. No. No, it's like you can't. I always can't. say if the comics are laughing in the back of the room, you're probably not doing it right. Yeah, you're <laughs> like, that's the thing. I used to, when I started, I was so concerned, like, oh, I don't want the comics to think I'm hacky. I don't want, but then it's like, of course we all want to be like original, but it's like, you got, you can't get stuck on like, oh no, are the comics going to think I'm funny? Is like, are the comics showing up and buying drinks and sitting in seats and... Right. But on the other hand, when you first start and you're doing open mics and you're doing those bar shows... yeah. Comics make up a majority of the audience. Yeah, and it's like, and they book other shows. So then, when you're getting them to laugh, it's it's you're like, oh, that that works. This is what's funny, yeah. right? And then now you go to a club, and there's more audience than comics, and they're looking at you like, yeah, what is wrong with you? You're that observe- you're so broken, right? Because to them, <laughs> because like- we laugh at things that are. I laugh when shit's going bad. Yeah. When I'm laughing in the back of the room, probably it's not good. Yeah. You're like laughing because it's like that discomfort of like, oh, oh God, shit. Look, he's losing so his bad. shit on stage. You can't get this back. This is, dude, I used to have a thing where like, 
when my like the normal punchlines what I that I expected to hit wouldn't hit, yeah. I would start snowballing yeah. and talking faster. And I'm like, I gotta find something that works. Yeah. Well, I also think too, like I don't know any of the women. Or I don't know what competition that was, but like, I know when I first started, like there were still parts of my my comedy was like based on my life experiences, but I. For sure, at the very beginning, started and I was more of a caricature mm-hmm. of what I thought a female comedian was supposed to mm-hmm. be, based on what I'd seen. So you go, oh well, this is what this is the kind of thing Whitney's talking about. So right. I guess that's what people want me to talk about. Right. And then it just like like the snake starts eating itself if you don't realize you can get out of that. Right, and you have to you have to break out of that mold and and I think I think become not a female comedian but just become a A comedian comedian. yeah where it's like where you're not pandering to specifically the female mindset it's like Mm -hmm. how can you make these observations palatable for everyone and it's like it's fine if you're just gonna have a niche audience and like want to reach you know that group of people that agree with you but it's like i don't I don't know. I don't know. I find I find in general in comedy, especially at a club, it's yeah. a lot of couples. And I was just talking to yes. another comic. I was talking to a comic about this. Like you have to appeal to a female. They make the decision because if she's not laughing, he's not laughing. He might he's think it's funny, but he's trying to get laid. Oh yeah, there's there they're there for two very different reasons. She's there to be entertained. He's there to make sure she's entertained so that he gets laid. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> so you have to appeal. You can't you, isolate you, women. You, right. You can't. You know offend them or you know because yeah. you're, you're gonna lose the whole room yeah you're not just losing half a room you're losing the whole room and you would think that as a female comedian it would be easier to relate to the women yeah but as much as there's this sisterhood in oh but women are also taught life, to like be competitive they are it's, right it's and unfortunate. so if as a female comic you're too good is that is that a thing? I don't know. Well, no, but there is the like idea that they could now it when you're it it, it happens in all our brains. It's like I don't know, I can't speak for all women, but like it's a miracle that I get along with women because I right. came from a household with like my mom's like mentally ill, but yeah. like she was so insecure about other women and so always had a thing to say, just always could pick out the negative instead of looking at what was great about someone. And now is you being this strong independent woman demanding attention from a room full. Yeah, but like that person taking it personally. Sitting, right. Is the woman that's sitting in the audience I mean, I guess we could call it hating on you. Like, yeah. I'm not going to laugh because fuck you for I, just being up there because right, you being for funny, doing and, what you what you want, and for I don't I don't know. And then is there's a, like a thing? Is, if you're there because I think part of I think part of the you know women aren't funny is is in the reception. It's in how audience receive yeah female comics. And you have to break out of that. Absolutely. Because well, I think you walk and a tightrope. to where they're not thinking about you as a female comic, but as a comic. As a comedian where so they they're forget. Not, they're not having that flip and that switch in their brain flipped where, well, this is strong, independent. And now and my boyfriend's paying attention yes. to what they're saying. And it's or, like, oh, he's laughing at her. Right. 
Now I'm stopping laughing because I don't want him to fuck you. For, well, because it's like, oh, oh, he wants her. There's that animalistic <laughs> thing in our brains that go like competition. Right. And then like, I heard that from the very beginning, people being like, well, don't, you know, don't go on stage too pretty. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm just really at risk of people going like, who is this supermodel? <laughs> but this idea that like, oh, if you dress up too much, immediately women are like, who the fuck are you? Right. And it's like, you have to find a way to disarm them while making them laugh to be like, I'm not a threat. Right. Which right. it is like this interesting line. And then I also think what ties into the women aren't funny thing, which I've said for a long time is it. I think a lot Can of it. just say this? It's that some women aren't funny. Some people aren't funny. Right. Some What's people like, aren't funny. There's so many male comedians that like oh. go up and eat shit and they're terrible. Hundreds. Hundreds. And it's like, and that's always you know, women's argument for like men aren't funny too. It's like a hundred percent, but that doesn't mean that some of us also not us. I'm funny. Fuck you. That's all I have. But like some, some of, of you some also of are as, fun, a you know, gender. as a gender. It's like, yeah, not everyone's funny and that's right. fine. It's just like, but don't blame it on the fact that you're a woman. Yeah. It could just be that you're not funny. Yeah. It has nothing to do with what your genitals or what your identity is. It's right. like, no, you're just, you would also not be funny as a man. Right. And that's okay. <laughs> you can do something else. But no, a big thing I think that I realized I think I realized this because someone said this to me and it was the most, I think it was supposed to be a compliment, but it was so backhanded that I was like, you, what the fuck? But somebody once said to me, I don't even know who it was. They were like, you know what makes your comedy work so well is that you're not afraid to be seen as ugly. And I was like, (laughs) um, Thank you. That's right. so kind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, also, if I was afraid to be seen as ugly, I wouldn't leave the house. I'd just be right. like looking through my curtains, but like, oh no. But it made me realize that I think a lot of women can't break through the barrier of how funny maybe they could be because mm-hmm. they still, in the back of their mind, have this thing where like, I still need to be seen as attractive because as women, mm-hmm. we have that like thrown on us from an early age that like, what's well, like, well, all you're worth is how beautiful you are. Well, in everything. And that's, I mean, I, it always occurs to me and it makes me laugh every time. And I can't wait until one day the uh, sports casters. Yeah. Oh, female, <laughs> <laughs> you never see an ugly female, like person. You, on, like, I want to see NFL a woman Live who can play whatever. football. I want to see a woman that knows the statistics and not to say that these women don't. Yeah. But like, she played. Yeah, uh, I want to see was, a woman who had to like sports because it was her only way to connect with people. She, <laughs> and she did not play. What's the what's the female version of football? Flag, she, like yeah, the yeah. little cheer. The, the what is it? Powder puff. Yeah, she didn't play powder puff. No, she played for real, for real. Yeah, like I, I want to see, see a rugby that lady sports casting. Yeah, because not I. I can't believe that the only female sports casters they could out there possibly are find gorgeous and petite. A lot of them are and petite. petite and wear six inch heels or four inch heels or whatever how many it's like no I want Deborah to come in and her blazer I don't feel bad when they're on the sidelines interviewing these pumped up adrenaline filled guys and they're like so what do you think about whatever and they're like super like and now it's like oh it's so scary I'm intimidated it's like well then don't do the job 
You can't right. be a marine biologist if you're afraid of sharks. Right. You do realize that they just hit each other running together at full speed. You're and like, now you want to talk. You don't clock out from that. It doesn't know. No, those there's, <laughs> there's needs to be some decompression. Yeah. Before <laughs> through a cage. Yeah. Like, I, I hate distance. that they have to do like interviews after. Do you want to talk? I'm going to interview after you have a bad set. Now, what do you think you could have done better, Jessica? Can you imagine? That'd be so funny, though, just to watch in, like in a. a thing in life just like, so where do you think you lost them yeah oh <laughs> have you ever like there's comedians that'll do that i've i've had someone say that to me not even how, where do you think you lost them but like after a good set it's yeah. like so funny to be like i mean it's not funny when you're the person it's happening to but i had like <laughs> i had an amazing set somewhere one night like just in my opinion and then also like based on audience response and right. like people coming up after and like laughing and a person who followed me couldn't follow me. Right. They, we were like supposed to be co-headlining. They went after and like it was rough. And then we were riding back in a car together, which already is like, oh boy, this is mm-hmm. awkward. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so how do you think you did up there? And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Excuse me? You don't, you want to have that conversation? <laughs> like, no, no, I did right. fine. I'm going to look out the window. Right. <laughs> but the idea of just being like, where do you think I lost him? Right. <laughs> Is a nightmare. After every set. Yeah. Even after a good set. Yeah. What do you think you could have done better? And you're like, like you're, and this isn't, this isn't, you've had time to talk to your families or you got, it's not. This is like as day. soon as you leave the stage. It's, you're in the you green room. You got to take a shower. It, like, you know, the football, they, they took a shower, put on a suit. No, yeah. They want to put on their sweatpants and go, I don't know, drinking with their buddies. Or, yeah. I don't know what football players do after football. Yeah, they got to go home and hit their wives. But now they have to. <laughs> <laughs> but now you got to come in here and answer asinine questions about how did you feel on third and goal when you missed by three inches what's feeling (laughs) yeah it's also just like well I felt like a failure mostly Susie but thanks for asking yeah especially like even the time they've decompressed like a shower where they spent the whole time thinking about how they just lost a game right it's like I feel like a huge piece of shit right and there were people in the stands wanting me to do well like you could see the people being let down that's fucking and now I'm Rethinking my entire career choice yeah, and uh, if no I'm other ever going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at least I'm going to have severe brain damage when this is all done. So <laughs> I'll be able to do nothing else. Thank you. But I think, would, but would it be better if she was ugly? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, would it just be like two, two cool people talking right, to one another? Right. Hey, hey, bro. <laughs> yeah. We're just like, oh, I feel like this woman is invested in sports. Right. You know? Right. I did see, um, a meme one time of I don't know if it was a meme or a picture but someone's like this is it was like this is what toxic masculinity does or something and it was like a far angle of a reporter uh interviewing a football player and she was a tall woman oh, yeah. still fucking like a model and he's standing on a box so oh. he can be taller than her right <laughs> I was like that's so funny right. it's, the, it's the aesthetics yeah, like it's like we need it women to be dainty oh and just we know I don't fit that mold yeah. I don't you know what's crazy is that I don't realize how yeah. small I am until yeah. I see myself in photos like in my mind you and I are like like I think that I'm like <laughs> yeah me and Haley and it's like you're a fucking I'm a child yeah <laughs> so those of you who don't know I'm six foot two and uh, very svelte you you're a whole lot of lay. 180 pounds. That's a lie. <laughs> Probably double that. You know. <laughs> Anyways, but I'm not small. I'm I'm built like a linebacker. But it's also like so are a and lot of I women. Hear, but I hear so much about how intimidating I am. And you're like, 
And I'm like, I I literally can't make myself smaller. Yeah. Like I've, I've leaned up, you know, there's that half wall. I'll lean against the wall and then I'm just scanning a room, looking around and I'll catch eyes with a a comic, a staff member or whatever. (gasps) Yeah. And they jump. They're like, what, what's the matter? I'm like. I was literally just—I can't make myself. Should I wear sunglasses? Like any less intimidating? Like I'm in the most relaxed position I can. I'm not. I'm not like. Should I wear a visor? <laughs> right. What is it that can? I can't make myself smaller. Well, you know what's so funny is that I think that also ties into like just that concept of like how people what they think of you is none of your business. But I remember my friend, uh, she's a comedian, Dulce Sloan, Mm -hmm. someone saying to her, they're like, well, you know, like and she's she's not tall, but she's like a bigger girl and just speaks her mind and has a strong opinion and like like many comedians. Uh, And someone was like, well, you know, you're kind of intimidating. And she was like. Am I intimidating or are you intimidated? Right. And just that idea like of like, oh, that. you're an intimidated person. I like That's that. not my problem. Right. Like I'm existing. The fact that you are afraid of me is your own issue. Right. And I was like, mind blown. Like, I like, I like that though. But I'm I just, remember that. I, I, I mean, I loved it. I'm also like such a small size that it's frustrating because there are some people who like don't take my anger seriously because they're like, oh, it's cute. Oh, yeah. she's mad. And I'm like, well, just call me up. I'll say it for you because even if I say it in a normal tone, I think that I'm terrifying. That's so funny. It, it doesn't help that I do semi enjoy fucking with people. I mean, it's fun. So <laughs> I do have a real good dead eye stare. And You're like, just, oh, if I know it's going to bother you. Right. So I'll just answer in a perfectly straight face. And so they don't know if I'm joking or not. So you just watch like, them like internally unravel. Oh like, God. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Ron Gasol came to do a, a guest set one night. And I don't remember who the headliner was. But uh, it was a uh, it was like second show Saturday. And he was like, how long do you want me to do? And I was like, I don't know, like 35 40 <laughs> and he's like what I go I've already seen this show a few times so I'm getting real tired of it <laughs> and he had no idea what to do with that information he goes he goes I totally forget that that you're just fucking with me but it takes a minute because you look so serious I'm like I know oh, it's God. fun that way I'm sure, and I'm sure that would I I would fall for it too. I'd be like, oh, okay, right, right. Oh, no. what do they do? Right, That's I'm like so funny. Here's the trick, people. If I'm talking to you, it's not that bad. You're like, if I really didn't like you, I wouldn't give you the if time of I day. If I really didn't like you, but if I don't talk to you, it doesn't automatically mean I don't like yeah. you either. So you're like, oh, like if I don't Pretty respond to your email, you're just it's under screwed. a pile of three thousand. Right. You'll basically right. never know. Is that a right. thing for you? Like as a general, do you, I don't even know if you have a general policy, but like if you're like if you get an email from someone you're just not interested, do you usually just like I'm just not going to respond? I just don't respond. Okay. I don't. I don't have time to respond to everybody, and I'm not. I'm usually I'm not necessarily not interested. Yeah, you I don't just. Have to, I mean, I I'm I, it, it's a I'm not interested right now. I am not booking today. Yeah, I'm not, there's it's not a booking day. I don't have where anywhere to put you. Like right, I'm not. I, I I don't know you. There's a lot of questions now. I have to watch a video. Is your, I mean, do you want? Honestly, as a comic, do you want all of that information? Because most comics don't. Yeah, it's like, I'd rather just never hear from you. Right. If I sent back and said, the lighting in your video sucks, the audio is terrible, stop having your friends shake while they laugh. <laughs> like, I can't say that to you without you knowing me. Because yeah. you're going to go, she's God, she's a bitch. Yeah, like, and you're no, like, no, it was honest. Go look at your video. Do you want to yeah. see how terrible it is? You cussed. 
13 times in the first 10 seconds and I cuss all the time and was still kind of like holy no. shit that was a lot yeah and then I stopped watching your video because like, you're just saying fuck oh it was more than fuck oh Jesus. they said every single word I was like how did you do that you know what's so f- oh, fuck I sent like they a round even squeezed of cunt in there I was like wow wow in the first that's impressive it was in the first 10 seconds and maybe they just want to be like look do you have an audience for this oh this is what you're getting <laughs> do, you, would your, do your people like this right. um which I'm like well I guess it's like at least they didn't pretend to be clean and then come in and you're like what in the true story um what would be how often for like if someone's like knows like okay maybe they don't respond what is a decent amount to like do you think for a comedian to like reach out sporadically like what's too much <laughs> like if someone sent you an email once a month and was like just checking there was, in there's a comic that i have an email they probably email what Every other day. I bet I could name who it is when we get off this podcast. Oh, I can't wait. We should be writing these things down. <laughs> we have lots of names to talk oh, about. man. Um, very, very consistently, but I'm not mad. Did like, you, it's very easy for me to just, I have a folder. Yeah. That goes in the comic folder. So you just go like, okay, they're just following up. And then up. when I get ready for that comic folder, unless I say to you, unless I respond to you and say, here's my expectation, then I can't expect you to know what I expect. Okay. That's you good. Know? Yeah. And that's just, I mean, I, that's just me not being an asshole. Yeah. But if I sent to you and said, check in with me in a month, and now you're still sending me emails every, every other day, week. I'm unsubscribing from you. Yeah, you're like, like never. I'm just going to put you in the spam folder because I can do that too. <laughs> but really, it's just, I'm not, I'm not mad at your hustle. Like, yeah. It's, it, it, some people are better at it. Some people do it more frequently. Somebody don't, don't know the difference. Uh, somebody asked me once. What's the difference between persistence and a pain in the ass? Yeah. And it's attitude. I like that. You can send you're still me polite. A, you can send me a f- email every day. Hey, I'd love to work your club. Here's my information. Here's this, this, this. And send it to me every day. It doesn't mean I have to open it. It doesn't mean I have to look at it. It doesn't mean I have to act on it. But yeah. you know I have your information. Yeah. But if you send me an email. Like I've been emailing you. Right. <laughs> I emailed you two weeks ago. Cool story, bro. Yeah, so did these people, and your point. And now you're having an attitude with me before I've even, I don't know, met you, addressed you, talked to you, probably before I even looked at your comedy. Yeah. I already have an attitude. Oh, I'm not going to work with you. Yeah. That's easy. And I just hit the table. That's how angry she is. (laughs) Okay, so someone's reaching out to you for the first time. You mostly, like, do you mostly go off of, like, someone you already headline has to bring that person in? Do you do, like, a lot of, like, personal referrals? Or we have the showcases. Or the showcases. Yeah. Like, rarely is an email going to get someone. I go out to festivals. I've I've done World Series of Comedy the last three years. and I haven't been there in a while. seen, Seen comics. I've booked comics. I've booked comics that didn't win. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? I really liked you. You'd be great in my room. That's great. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to the San Diego Comedy Festival next year. Oh. Um, I've inv- been invited to the Big Pine. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Next so I'm, go out I'm at this point, I went to NoHo last year. Oh, fun. Yeah. Uh, oh. Jay Whitaker just worked two weeks ago. Oh, um, so I met funny. And uh, Sean Larkins is headlining. Great. And who's the other one? There's another one. I don't know. That's nice. So if you're listening and you happen to be a comedian, like festivals have bookers at them. That's like a thing to keep in mind. That is, that's actually what opened the door. 
for me getting on the road was like in 2013 I had like a crazy good like festival run I just got mm-hmm. this one good tape from a festival and just fucking I must have got into like 13 festivals nice. that year nice. um but like yeah I made relationships with club owners from mm-hmm. that and that was my little like let me get my feet indoors well were there specifically it's we're scouting comics basically. it's like yeah I'm not there to, you're like you're not there for nothing right you're like I'm not wasting my time in right big pine <laughs> to just be like I just wouldn't would need a break Right. So I came to Arizona. Thought it'd be cool to hang out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just chill with all these people who have probably already sent me emails and are like <laughs> away afraid from, of me. Away from my daughter. Away from my, the clubs probably fall into shit while I'm yeah. gone. But I thought I'd come and be here for no reason. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, okay. So like as a basic, we'll wrap up. But like if a comedian's going to send you an email, what are like... Mm-hmm. Just, I know we sort of covered it, but like the basics of what they should for sure have. Send everything. Everything. So like send link, more than you credits, think that you need. Whatever to send. you think you need to send. Yeah. Okay. Because if I have to go and look for something, it's less likely that I'm going to do it. And that's not, I mean, you can call it lazy. It's all in perspective. But you don't have to. But the next comic is sending me everything. If yeah. you're not, like Just I told you, I got an email that said, I'd love to work your club name and phone number. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do with that. Now I have to go and research you. Yeah, sure. And I don't do even do know comedy? if it is you. Maybe there's two of you with the same name. I don't know if it is you. And that happens. Do you come up on Google when I search your name? Is that? Right. A, I don't know. You didn't send me a headshot, so I don't know what you look like. So now I'm watching the video of somebody. Is it? Is it really you? Oh, my God. I, that's and happened. Do you really want me to watch? Do you really want me to pick the first video I see? Yeah. Of you. You should definitely have your own control over that sin like right. this is the video this is this is my submission video do you ever open videos and immediately based on their like audio or video quality just go no um i have i don't watch a lot of videos anymore okay i tried once you're like let me just try to go through we do workshops at laughs every other month that's um, great there's a pretty good local scene here. Like, it's like yeah, we have a great it's local budding. Scene. It's like great. There's a lot of great comics, and here. we're trying. And and we, tr- you know, I try to cultivate comics. Like it benefits me to have a good scene. Yes, around the club. And so, uh, but what the next workshop we do, we're going to be talking about video submissions. And to anybody out there who <laughs> sent me a video. I might use it. <laughs> I won't tell you whether I'm using it as an example oh God, of what to I'm do like, what did I or what not to do. But that, but I'm going to show videos and be like, here, this is what I'm getting. What do you guys think? Why? Why would I not? I made why a, would somebody send this to me? I made a very this rookie mistake. This is what I'm dealing with. God. Recently, I sent out like a round of emails and had a tape of the set was so good. Mm-hmm. So, so in my mind, I was like, but. the set's good enough that like, even though the lighting is mm. pretty wonky and the sounds meh, like it was like an applause break, crazy laughter set. I'm like, it'll be fine. I sent it and I got one club specifically wrote back and they're like, Hey, do you have any, do you have a tape with like better quality there? Cause they're like, even if we book you, we need something better to like promo. promote. Yeah. And and I just happened to have gotten another set that I was like, this is better, but I still need. I'm actually at the point where I'm like, I'm going to book my own show, hire like a camera crew. And it's like, film it as if it's 
almost a special just to have stuff to cut up specifically for no one to see but bookers i wasn't gonna point it out but <laughs> no and i was like and after they said that i literally had this moment of like yeah why i was just one of those like oh the material's newer i want them to know what they're getting it's mm-hmm. a full set which i don't think anyone's watching i just want to i always want to i send a big set so that it's like just so you know i can do this amount of time right. But I was like, yeah, why would I? Right. And it definitely went out to a couple bookers who I've never worked with. And I'm like, well, they probably think I'm a fool. (laughs) Oh, well. Um, But yeah, now I just. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. I'm I'm to the point now I have so many headliners and like I said I'm not looking for to to this point I've, I haven't looked for anything but funny yeah but there are a couple headliners that now when I'm trying to go do a promo video or whatever if it's impossible for me to promote you yeah I'm not asking you to promote yourself I if have a tape impossible. if you needed me to send you something by the, I'm like I have but a good one but that's the thing too is if you get booked Send the information again. Yeah. Here you go. Oh, yeah. that's a good, that's something I never considered. Yeah. When you, when you get confirmed, because thank you. Here's some materials in case you need. Here's <sighs> an updated video. Here's a new headshot because there's so many times that I make a flyer and they go, Oh, I have new headshots. Well, who knew again? I'm not Googling Can't believe that ass. never occurred to me. You guys, I'm learning things on this podcast. Cause I do go like, huh. can't believe they chose that headshot. Right. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, why would they? It's the headshot they have. Right. I'm, I have a file of headshots. And that's what I'm using. <laughs> and if and if I don't have a current one, I'm finding the worst one. That's so funny. I'm hoping to teach you something <laughs> a little bit hard headed in the comedy world. They don't learn a lot. That's but so yeah, funny. send a new video. Send a because I'm not even sure what with video. I don't I hate to put you on the spot, but it's not well, great quality. No, if you even have anything. Using. Yeah. Well, yeah, because whatever. I don't keep that much stuff up either. Like right. I have one. I finally have one that's like fairly good quality. Uh, it's de- it's decent. It's like the you wouldn't be like, what in the fuck? Right. It's not HD, but it's right. good. But I just keep it private to send to bookers. But yeah, no, like, but if I have mind 70, blown, I have 72 headliners now. <laughs> and if there's even, let's say, 10 of them that don't have a professional headshot or a, a five minute quality <laughs> clip, is it fair for those 10 people to remain when there's all these other people when again the next comic has it yeah and they are equally funny you just changed my life maybe at least you changed my process now you're gonna have to go work even harder i have to get that goddamn fucking thing cut up into (laughs) pieces for (laughs) all right um anything else anything you want to add any last gems of booking knowledge that you have hidden in your brain um uh, be patient yes be persistent and don't be an don't be an ass just don't be an ass i could tell stories all day of comics that just are shitty (laughs) yep we could Uh, have a whole shitty comic podcast oh my god God, i mean naming names if like as a booker years from now you just made a thing where you'd oh god people people would eat that up Mm -hmm. who's the biggest piece of shit in the industry (laughs) fuck uh the gold and i bet there's a story about almost everyone where it's like yeah they were nice but here's a fucking right right. here's what they did that's at least embarrassing or like uh all right well you guys uh 
that's everything. Go follow at Laughs Unlimited on everything at Laughs Unlimited. The Laughs Unlimited. The Laughs Unlimited. Um, if you're in Sacramento, come see a show. Yeah. They have great comics every week. Uh, yeah. Is that you want people to follow you? Um, no. 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 Stay away no. from her. I'm, no. I'm, uh, yeah. Laughs and, Unlimited. Uh, behind the. Wait, what is it going to be called? Oh, behind the showroom. Behind the showroom. Yeah. Shit. I'm very professional. <laughs> uh, look out for that, you guys. Uh, yeah. And that's been Ginny and I'm Jessica Michelle. Thanks for listening. Bye.